Welcome to Say Hi to Your Pets, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. Um, this might be a shorter, shorter episode than usual. I'm not sure yet because I'm only 26 seconds in and I don't know how long this podcast episode will be. Stuttered there a bit. But we'll see. I am ten- I'm- I titled this file, What's Up With The Super Mario Wonder Jump Sound? And we'll get to it towards the end of the episode. Um, I'm recording this on December 22, 2023. Uh, you know, I would have loved to have done some sort of holiday special, but I, ha- I haven't watched anything. I was looking at my Excel sheet, and the last three things I watched were three episodes of Swamp Thing, episodes four, five, and six. Um... And those aren't holiday-related at all. I will say I got to this episode, the beginning of this next episode. It's like... It's not exactly a fantasy sequence, but... uh, Abby has inhaled some sort of, like, hallucinogenic type thing. And they're in, like, almost like a dream sequence. Where... Alec Holland is back to Alec Holland. He looks and sounds like Alec Holland, and they're speaking. And I don't know. I I don't, uh, you know, no offense. I don't find this actor particularly intriguing. I think he's so much more interesting when he is Swamp Thing. And I can't get myself to hit play on this episode. Like every every time I I turn it on, and then I pause it immediately. And then I go to sleep, not because of the episode, but because I'm tired and sleepy and I need to sleep. But I don't, I ha, I, I just don't want to watch this episode. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm really losing my interest in Swamp Thing, the series. I'm on episode seven. I think there are ten episodes. I'm not sure. And. I, I said it before, but I mean they're going into like Blue Devil. I don't I don't even know what character that is, but it's played by Ian Ziering, who he entered this series almost like a comic relief. I don't care about his character. I don't care about Xanadu, the blind um voodoo psychic character. I don't know. I apologize if that's incorrect, but um, I don't really care about Sutherland. Um, I like Abby. I like Crystal Reed a lot, and I like Swamp Thing, the character. And we're on episode seven, and for me, it hasn't been focused on them enough. They keep focusing on these side characters that I simply just do not care about. So um, it might be one of those series where I just... St- I just never revisit again. I don't know, even though I made it through six episodes. But also, if I have, I am sure I mentioned it before, but I'm a huge fan of the Cowboy Bebop anime. And I never finished, I think I had two episodes left of the live action series and I never finished it. I have no interest in revisiting it, but if I were to revisit it, I would probably just start over. Although the thought of starting that series over makes me very sad and and lonely. Um, I saw a quote-unquote spoiler of that series where 
Faye Valentine says, Welcome to the ouch, motherfuckers. Which, it's something that Faye Valentine would never say. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, I, I googled gaming news. And the top headline is, or the top summary is, China issues rules to curb gaming spend. And here are the headlines. Again, my my attention span is so shit that I don't even I don't even click on these. I just read the headlines. Reuters, China announces rules to reduce spending on video games. CNBC Tencent loses over $43 billion in market value after China proposes new online gaming rules. Financial Times, Tencent rocked by new Chinese online gaming restrictions. Um, and I just lied because I did click on some, but not any of those headlines. But Steam Winter Sale is live. Here are the best deals. Um... Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> on sale for $54 from $60. How is a $6 drop one of the best deals? I don't know. Blasphemous 2, $22.49 dropping down from 30 I didn't know there was a Blasphemous 2. I believe I own Blasphemous 1, but I've... I haven't played much of it. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Normally 40 down to $32. Chained Echoes. Normally 25 down to $18.74. Cocoon. Normally $25 down to $20. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it's half off down from regularly $60 down to 30 um, I heard the, I heard the DLC was good, but I, I think I heard it from someone who worked on it, so he was obviously enthusiastic about it. Dave the Diver, regularly 20, down to 16, Dull Harris. Dead Space, regularly 60, down to $24. Diablo 4, regularly 70, down to 42 you know, I've never been into Diablo. I'm a huge StarCraft fan. Huge StarCraft 2 and Brood War and all that. Um, and I loved Warcraft 2. I liked Warcraft 3. Never been into World of Warcraft. But um, I've tried, I tried playing like Diablo 1 and I wasn't into it. But I did play it like a few years ago, so I'm sure it was dated. But I heard like two was good. Dredge. Normally $25 down to $18.74. Ghost Runner 2, normally $40 down to $28. Why, why, why am I doing this? Am I really going to name all of these games? Like, wh why? What's, what's the point? I don't know. This isn't... This isn't a, a reliable news source for, for sales. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm scrolling past. I'm going to skip some. Hi-Fi Rush. I don't even know what genre of game this is. 
$30 down to $22.49. Um, Lies of P. Never heard of that. Like a dragon. Live alive. Live alive. All right, I'm sc- I'm scrolling past these. A Mortal Kombat one down to thirty five doll hairs. Pizza Tower. Um, g- kind of interesting art scheme, but it looks a little, looks kind of retro, but it looks also kind of shoddy. I don't know. Ratchet and Clank. I thought that was a PS PlayStation exclusive. Apparently not. Um, okay, well, I think we're done here. I think we're done here. Also, the angle of my arm and wrist and body, my, my my wrist is hurting. And I don't know what to do about it. Sonic Superstar is down to 36. Um, St- <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor down to 35. I just hit the mic, I'm sorry. Um... I saw a comment that says uh, something. It was like one of those snarky comments. Something like, "I thought the thirty. I thought the thirteen minutes of story were riveting." <laughs> it was funny. Made me laugh. Street Fighter Six, thirty nine dollars. What happened to Street Fighter Six? Was that a big deal? Or I remember wanting it when it came out. I wanted it for the single player campaign and then someone said the single player is like really short and simple and um Street Fighter 6 according to Wikipedia received critical acclaim acclaim and sold over 2 million units by July 2023. Um do 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 um Let's look at some of the scores. Metacritic, PC, 92 out of 100. PS5, 92 out of 100. XSXS, that's a weird abbreviation. Um, Xbox Series X slash X, I guess? 90 out of 100. Um, I guess it got good reviews, but... PC Games N criticized the World Tour mode storytelling as a disappointment, but noted that Capcom learned from its past mistakes and made the most feature-packed fighting game yet. Um, so I guess it got good reviews. I just... N- not that I have a, a strong finger on the pulse of gaming, but I, ha- I haven't heard anything after it got released. Um... Super Mega Baseball, System Shock, Legend of Heroes, Warhammer 40,000, Bolt Gun. I thought Warhammer was a, like a board game. Wizard with a Gun. Let's look at the two comments. Um... These quote-unquote sales are trash now. Nothing like 10 years ago. Hope people aren't falling for the sales scam these have turned into. Um, MGS Master Collection isn't priced in the article correctly. When I first seen it, my terrible eyes saw $8 down from $60. Thought it was a great price for a newly released title. Went over to Steam right away to buy it, but... 
seen it was $48. I think it was. Hard pass for two decade plus games, lol. Um, I didn't even see that. Um... <laughs> so Metal Gear Solid, it just, it just says it just says dollar signs. There's not even a price down from sixty dollars. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um. No, oh, another one I clicked was Games Radar, which I can't even see. Oh my gosh, so many pop-ups. I don't want to visit this site ever again. I'm going to say that much. Two pop-ups popped up, and I can't even get to the... The headline is, Steam Winter Sale is Heaven for Souls-like Likers. What? Here are 10 genre highlights with discounts up to 80% from Elden Ring to Remnant 2. Um, I, I don't... I, I, I'm done. That experience was infuriating and unfulfilling, and I didn't like it. The week's biggest gaming news from Marvel Leaks... To Fortnite porn. It's one of those slideshows. And up another pop-up. Kotaku. Exit. Um, oh my god. Gamingbible.com. Stream. Steam free download available now for one of PC's biggest games. Um. The Sims 4. Alright. Uh, this this was just this was just bod bad bod pad cost content. Bad podcast content. Can I tell you I'm I've been so tired. what the fuck? Oh my gosh. These Websites suck ass. Gaming Bible. A pop-up popped up and it was a video and it automatically started playing. What if I was on an important call, Gaming Bible? I'm not, but what if I was? <sighs> um, my I've been so tired and exhausted lately. I remember in the last episode my brain would just freeze and it's been happening at work too I'll, i mean i would be walking at work and then i'd be like oh wait i need to get this other thing so i would walk back get the thing and then walk back back and then for completely forget what i was doing and it happens a lot um it's not a good sign i'm getting older my body is um just decaying by the second. And there's nothing I can do about it. Um, this holiday season, um, I just test... I, at my work, they're, they are... They're... You know, my work... They've been dealing with the uh, COVID crisis since, you know, 2020 or whatever. 
And when I started, they were like, you need to wear masks all the time and you need to test twice a week. And they provide the tests for free. It's like, okay, whatever. And then, you know, over the years, as the numbers fluctuated down and up, down and up, eventually they're like, okay, now testing is not mandatory. You can if you want, but it's not mandatory. Now masks are no longer mandatory. And then a week later, because of local regulations, masks are mandatory. And then after a while, like maybe, let's say a year, they brought back mandatory testing again. I, I don't I don't know why. Maybe the numbers are up again. I don't know. But for, for a while, testing was no longer mandatory. And now it is once again. And I don't really care um, if they need me to do it so I can work and get paid, I'll do it. Does it doesn't really matter. Um it's a minor annoyance, but whatever. The the masks are kind of annoying. I mean they I work in a warehouse. The work is exhausting and tiring and it sometimes gets hard to breathe and they're just an annoying annoyance, but sometimes I put it on when it's not mandatory because um I start sneezing. It is a warehouse. There's, I'm sure there's dust and all sorts of debris flying everywhere. But I don't know. What else is there to talk about? I've been listening to We'll See You in Hell, my favorite podcast. And they. I've been listening to a lot of the holiday episodes, right? So they, they list all their like holiday movies and TV shows they've been watching. So... um I want to watch them, like, to get into the spirit, but, like, I I don't have time. Like, actually, I should be watching it right now instead of recording this podcast, but I'm not. Um, I want, you know, they, they mention, they talk about Batman Returns as being a Christmas movie. And just hearing them talking about it, I'm like, I want to watch Batman and Batman Returns. And then to a lesser extent, Batman Forever. I, I want to watch every Batman movie and then make a special Batman episode. Or, like, I want to do a, a special Chris Nolan episode, but that would be a huge undertaking. I still have not seen the um, Dunkirk or Oppenheimer. Um, but that would be cool. And they've been watching some holiday Christmas horror movies that I've never heard of, but... I haven't watched them yet. You know, I think last year I did a a Grinch. I I watched like the OG Grinch, and then I watched. Um, I think I watched Jim Carrey's Grinch, and then I watched uh, Cumberbatch's Grinch, and they they're all varying degrees of good. The OG one is great. Even the new cartoon Grinch, I thought was pretty great. Uh, Jim Carrey's, the beginning is rough. It's weird. It, it, it's it's rough and weird, and um, but 
when it turn when it take when it makes that turn into heartfelt, it gets me. Um, it does get me, but it's a good story. Um, I I don't hate it. I, I like it. And let me think about my favorite holiday Christmas movies. Home Alone for sure. That was a big part of my childhood. I remember a couple Christmases ago, we put it on the TV. It was like my parents and my wife eating dinner and we just put it on the TV and we couldn't stop watching. You know, it's just it's like such a simple movie, but it's it's so good. And um, Macaulay Culkin is like magnetic. You can't take your eyes off of him. And that's the story is so good. And you, that's the type of movie where you can't take your eyes off the screen. Like even if you're eating, you want to stop eating and look at the screen and just watch it. Even though I've seen that movie like 50 times. Um, I like Home Alone 1 and 2. Um, I like Nightmare Before Christmas more from a like I like the songs a lot and I like the visuals but uh, ever since Pat and Joe talked about it and they're like the story's disjointed it's not great I, I can I can see that but I think most people don't care because the visuals are, are just cool and the characters are cool Jack Skellington is cool and um, I, I want to rewatch that um I want to rewatch planes and planes trains. I almost said planes and trains. I guess I don't know if that's more of a Thanksgiving movie, but um, or I think it is. And I can't think. Um, let me Google um best Christmas movies. Oh gosh, um. Why do they show... Okay, popular Christmas movies. They're showing Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy. I haven't seen it, so I can't scoff at it, but... You know that's not what I'm asking, Google. I said best Christmas movies. You you can't show me Spirited. Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. I haven't seen it, so it's not fair, but... Or How the Gringo Stole Christmas... That, that shouldn't show up. I mean, Google should be better than that. It should be better than that. Um, <laughs> according to IMDb, How the Gringo Stole Christmas has a 3.3 out of 10 from 397 votes. 31% on Fandango. 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. First audience review, four stars. It's funny. A Christmas movie that is uncommon with heart. I, I don't know what that sentence means. That's not a sentence. It's a sentence fragment. If you are a fan of George Lopez, you'll enjoy it. The homeboys add that extra humor to keep you laughing. Homeboys sounds like that might be a term that's politically incorrect. Or maybe I'm full of shit. Um, how the green, how the gringo stole Christmas stars, Emily Tosta, George Lopez, Jack Kilmer, 
Oh boy. Romina Peniche, Mariana Trevino, Luke Speakman. Um, Jack. <laughs> he was born John Wallace Kilmer, son of Val Kilmer and Joanne Wally. Wally. A Nepo baby, to quote um, Patrick Walsh. So when I clicked on this tab for how the gringo stole Christmas, here is the what to watch according to Google. Dashing through the snow, best period, Christmas period ever, exclamation mark, which looks like Brandy. Um <laughs> Brandy's acting again. That's great. Um, I was sarcastic, just in case you didn't know. Um, Candy Cane Lane, Eddie Murphy, The Holdovers, Paul Giamatti, Spirited, uh, Violent Night, Silent Night, which... Uh, the Night Before, Christmas with the Cranks, Christmas Vacation, A Cape Cod Christmas. Um... I, I, the last time I watched Christmas Vacation, I liked it, but I was kind of turned off by some of the, the, some parts were slow and some parts were corny. And I know nostalgia is big with that movie, but um, um, I don't know, Chris, best Christmas movies of all time. You know, I I watched it like a few years ago, and I just thought it was fine. And I'm I'm sure people who watched it as as a kid think it's a classic, and I'm sure it is a classic. But I don't know. I I I was like I said, some parts were slow and some parts were corny. Um, to this day, I still have not seen Charlie Brown Christmas. I want to watch it with my wife and. She's always working, or I'm always working, or sleeping. Uh, by the way, there's... Um, I, I never knew Rebel Moon existed until I learned that ex it existed. I, you know, Pat and Joe talked about it on the podcast. It was supposed to be a Star Wars movie... Rebel Moon is inspired by the works of Akira Kurosawa, the Star Wars films, and heavy metal magazines. Its logo is an, an homage to the latter. I really think that should be an homage, not a homage. The project began development as a Star Wars film that Snyder had pitched to Lucasfilm shortly after the sale of Lucasfilm to the Walt Disney company in 2012 this pitch was to be more a more mature take on the star wars universe snyder also pitched the idea as both a video game and a film to warner brothers pictures a couple of times the project was later redeveloped by producer eric newman and snyder first as an original tv television series before settling on a film by netflix rotten tomatoes 23 percent average of four out of ten um, Metacritic, 31 out of 10. Simon Abrams, 1 out of 4. Um, Daily Telegraph, 2 out of 5. You know, uh, Joe 
went on a rant on the on the podcast we'll see you in hell and i i completely agree like i don't know why Zack snyder keeps getting to do these big uh projects i i um and i i don't want um he has eight children uh, i just saw that as a tidbit fact fun fact um so let's look at it like I I don't want to just rebarf um what Pat and Joe said but and they they say it much funnier and better than I ever could but let's look at his filmography Dawn of the Dead I have never seen 300 I actually like 300 and but again it's more for like the the legend of the story like I'm sure they took a lot of um liberty like this is a that was a according to Wikipedia, epic historical action film based on the comic book series of the same name by Frank Miller. And then Frank Miller adapted this story from however, you know, thousands of years ago. So I, I'm sure 300 wasn't an a super accurate retelling that's been from a story handed down thousands and thousands of years, blah, blah, blah. But I'm more fascinated by the story of you know, a small group of soldiers went up against a a mighty army, knowing they were going to lose, but they fought anyway. Uh, I I like the theme of that story. Obviously, I mean David and Goliath. Like who who wouldn't love that story? So I might, but still, I watched it. You know, a few years ago, and I I liked it. It I thought it was visually is pretty cool. Um. It's a it's a pretty cool movie. I would say definitely it's one of his better movies. Um, and and uh, Joe said, "Who would ever want to rewatch 300?" Well, I would have to meekly raise my hand. Yeah, I I kind of do. I, I would. I've been actually looking at the 4K of it, but it's like twenty dollars or more. Watchmen. I I wanted to like. I I never did. I I like Rorschach and and. Jackie Earl Haley's performance as um, I I loved his voice in it and his like um, and the world will the world will look up to me and ask me to save it and I'll whisper no or whatever the line is um, actually just recounting that line kind of made me want to watch Watchmen again or maybe I'll just watch that scene Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul, again, I don't know why he directed that. Sucker Punch, I watched, I, I, I didn't like it. Um, Man of Steel, I'm sure I've seen once, I don't remember it much. 300, Rise of an Empire, he didn't, he wrote and produced, but did not direct. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, um, I like the ending a lot. And I actually thought that um, it made me think that Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. Um, how do you pronounce Gal Gadot? Um, oh, just, just give me the. Oh, don't give me an ad. Just give me the. Oh gosh, a recall commercial. Hey everyone, it's Hadar. Thank you. Gal Gadot. 
God. Really? Do I have to say Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. Just give me the Americanized version. It's like, uh, do I have to say sombrero? Or can I just say sombrero? Um, Gal. I thought Zack Snyder directed Gal Gadot. That movie made me think that she was... That was the first time I ever saw her and I thought she was a good actress in that movie. Subsequently, I don't think she's a good actress. So, um... I, I don't know what to say about her. Um, I I think she's beautiful. She did a voice performance in Wreck-It Ralph 2, which was terrible. Um, her voice performance. Movie I'm not a big fan of either. But, um... Um, what else? Uh, so I like the ending of Dawn of Justice, but the first two hours I thought was pretty dull. So sometimes I I wonder like that ending sequence was so good. Can that erase the pr- prior two hours? And the answer I always think is no. You need to make a movie that's entertaining throughout. And I understand some movies have a build-up, but I remember the first two hours of the of Dawn of Justice being pretty boring. Although I did like the ending a lot, like I said. Justice League, um... I thought I was fine. You know, fine. I, I watched both versions. You know, it's fine. Um... I have not seen Army of the Dead. Um, and now Rebel Moon. So I, I, I don't know how he keeps uh, getting these huge products. I, It is weird. It is weird how, how some people just get pass after pass. And he just keeps working. And, you know, other actors and directors and producers once they get a box office bomb they're out of the business or they struggle and he just doesn't struggle it is kind of weird um why oh i I saw i i googled best christmas movies and then an ad for rebel moon came up that's why i started talking about it in case you thought i lost my mind which i did Let's look at this list. Number 20, The Santa Claus. I think it's a decent movie. I haven't seen it in many years. Um, The Santa Claus, 1994, Tim Allen. Gremlins, 1984. I I, I can't even think of my opinion. Um, I remember as, as a kid thinking it was super gross the way the bad gremlins would bubble up. Um... 18 Christmas Vacation, 17 Scrooge. I watched Scrooged. I didn't love it. I li- I like Bull, Ma- Bull Mary. Oh god. What's wrong with me? Um I like Bill Murray. And you know, I heard Joe say that Scrooge might be his favorite Christmas movie and I just it didn't hit me in that way. Maybe if I watched it again, but his speech at the end went on for so long. It went on for like 20 minutes. And I was like, 
okay, I get it. There, here's the emotional release. Like, we're done. I'm ready to turn this movie off. But it kept going. Number 16, Die Hard. I thought it was fine. I thought uh, John McClane was kind of annoying, to be honest. Like, super quippy. And I was like, eh, kind of annoying. Um, 15, Miracle on 34th Street, 1947. Have not seen it. Uh, Maureen O'Hara. Oh, shit, Natalie Wood. Um... I like Natalie Wood a lot in um, West Side Story. It's pretty sad. She was a very good actress. Um, Maureen O'Hara, I remember from A Parent Trap and Only the Lonely. She's very good as well. She's like that old school type of acting. Was like like almost like I call it Shakespearean, even though that's probably the wrong term. White Christmas, number 14, 1954. I tried watching this, and I, I, um, I wasn't into it. Like, the movie begins, they're, like, in the, they're in the army or something, and then they start tap dancing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I, I, I should rewatch it and, and open up my heart, but I don't know. Again, to be... <laughs> in the army and then somehow like two seconds later like there's like bombs going off and then two seconds later they're singing and tap dancing i was like what is this number 13 the nightmare before christmas um 12 trading places i i haven't seen it i heard it's great 11 home alone i'm surprised it's this low on the joe pesci is so good he he can he can play like a murderer he can play a gangster um in goodfellas i haven't seen um casino and then he's he can do comedy in my cousin vinny and home alone he he's so good he really commits to the part he's hilarious he's a great actor number 10 rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i haven't seen it Nine, the year without a Santa Claus. Haven't seen it. Heat Miser. That's that's this character's name. He he looks he kind of looks like Anger. From Inside Out. Um, perhaps he was a pre a precursor. Number eight, the Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't think I've seen it. Seven, Bad Santa. I liked it. I didn't love it as much as Pat and Joe, but um, I should I should rewatch that again because they they say it's um it's a movie about depression, which I should relate to. Uh, number six, Love Actually. I watched it and thought it was really corny, and I know it's supposed to be, but it was just too much. Um, it was just too much. Martine McCutcheon. Let's see what happened to her. Oh, gosh. Martine McCutcheon. Um, she is currently 47. 
She was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Bang. Never seen it. She was in Jump. She was in Red Nose Day, actually. I, I, I don't know what that means. What that? Is that supposed to be related to, like, Walgreens or something? The Bromley Boys. I don't know what that is. She's a singer as well, apparently. Um, okay, uh, that was a a pointless uh, side story into Martine McCutcheon's career. Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I agree, it's great. Number four, Elf. I should watch Elf again. It's been a long time. I think I just bought it for like four ninety nine on Amazon Prime or something. Number three, A Charlie Brown Christmas. I, I want to watch it now because the last episode I did was Vince Guaraldi and I should watch it again. Number two, A Christmas Story. I think it's fine. Um, I don't remember the first time I watched it. It, it didn't hit me in that way. Number one, what what could it be? Um, we did Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas, Grinch, Elf. Um, oh, it's it's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Number one, it's a Wonderful Life. I watched this, I think, last year, and I I liked it a lot. It was long, but the ending was. The ultimate, ultimate um, feel-good ending. And I liked it a lot. But again, it just felt long. Um, should we do more lists? The 30 best Christmas movies for kids. Let's just... I'm going to control-tab a bunch of these. Oh my gosh, how to watch all 172 new Christmas movies in December. What the heck? I'm going to control new tab all of these and then try to shorten these out. And um, I'm sure I'll get bored halfway through. 30 best Christmas movies to for kids. Let's just do the top um, 10. Um, I'm already bored of scrolling. Number ten, jingle. <laughs> Number ten, jingle jangle, a Christmas journey. Number t- nine, a Christmas chronicles. Number eight, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Seven, a Christmas story. Number six, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Number five, the Santa Claus. Number four, it's a Wonderful Life. Number three, Red Nose Reindeer. Number two, Elf. Number one, Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, that was pointless. I just did a bunch that I just did. Number f- uh, the 14 best Christmas movies on Max. Number one, a Christmas story. Number two, a Christmas story Christmas. I haven't seen it. Number three, Arthur Christmas. Number four, Christmas in Connecticut. Number five, Elf. Number six, Four Christmases. I remember that movie not being great. Number seven, Holiday Affair. Number eight, A Hollywood Christmas. Number nine, Holiday Harmony. Number ten, Jack Frost. The 
Uh, nope, not doing that. Uh, no, 15 best Christmas horror movies. Let's Number one, Black Christmas. Uh, Margot Kidder, Olivia Hussey, Bob Clark. Um, that's good. Number two, The Thing. Is that a Christmas horror movie? Um, while it doesn't technically take place during Christmas, this John Carpenter masterpiece is set in the dead of winter. Let's stretch. Number three, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Number four, Jack Frost. Number five, Inside. Number six, Rare Exports. A Christmas Tale. Number seven, Krampus. Number eight, A Christmas Horror Story. Number nine, Better Watch Out. I tried watching Better Watch Out, and I I I don't know why. Like I the the kid um, ties up his babysitter, and he was like touching her. And it made me so uncomfortable that I had I stopped watching. Um, I I don't know. It, it's weird. It's hard to explain. But it was such a visceral reaction to me. Is like, I I don't want to see this kid win. I don't want to see this kid satisfy himself by touching her while she's tied up. I don't know. It's something weird. Number 10, Anna and Apocalypse. Number 11, The Large. The Lodge. Number 12, Silent Night. Silent Night. That's Kira Knightley and Matthew Good. That's different from Silent Night starring Joel Kinnaman, I believe. Number 13, Graham Lins. Number 14, Nightmare Before Christmas. 15, Christmas Carol. Um, Rare Exports is on Peacock, which I don't have. Um, it's on Tubi. I should check that out. Just past the 46-minute mark, so I didn't know that this was going to be... Um, I thought this was going to be a short episode, but... How to watch all 172 new Christmas movies in December. I don't, I don't know what that means. Um... I'm not going to go through this. Control W. Uh, Holly Jolly Holiday Movie Superlatives. I don't. I don't even know what that headline means. Um. Okay, we're done with the headlines. Let's get to the subject at hand. Um. Super Mario Wonder. All right, so, so far, you know, this is not going to be a, a Super Mario Wonder review. It is simply focused on the jump sound. Because I, I, I've been playing it periodically ever since I, it came out and I, I, bought, I purchased it. Um, let's look at Wikipedia real quick. Um... The game sold 4.3 million units in its first two weeks, making it the fastest-selling Super Mario game. It received critical acclaim and was nominated for several awards, including the Golden Joystick Award for Game of the Year and the Game Award for the Game of the Year. Look, it's the first like original 
2D scrolling um, Super Mario games since um, New Super Mario Brothers U on the Wii U, I think, um, since uh, 2012, and it it's a, it's a it's a tra- one of those traditional 2D scrolling Super Mario games. It's good. It's a decent. It's not. It's more than decent. It's a great solid. Super Mario game. The thing I want to focus is on this jump sound. I don't like it. I don't understand it. Um, let me see Super Mario jump sound. Um, I, I'm quickly looking on YouTube. Let's see if we can get a jump sound. Okay, so let's let's listen again. I don't know if you can hear that. But it's it's like the thing that baffles me is you know 1985 you were dealing with NES very limited uh technology uh, at the time it was you know compared to to now very limited technology. And they came up with these classic jump sounds that are still like iconic and beautiful, wonderful sounds that sound great today. Um, Super Mario 2 jump sound. Um, so, um, I wish I. So let's look at the Super Mario World jump sound. Nope, I don't want an ad. I don't. I don't want to add. Like, what are you doing? Now you stop that. Um, skippity do. Um. All right, Super Mario World. Uh, short, simple, a little subdued. I'm looking for the Super Mario Two jump sound. I can't find it. I can't find it. Um. Super Mario 2 sound effects. Okay, well, what a waste of podcast airtime. My point is, like... I, I, I can't speak to, like, how much time... And research and development, they went into putting, making these sounds. Like for all I know, it was like crunch time, and then Koji Kondo or whoever it was was like, they're like, "Hey, we need a jump sound." He's like, "Okay, let me just look at something real quick," and then put it in the game. I don't know. It could have been a quick, lucky thing, or it could have been. Um, a long t- a long process um but I, I i hate the jump sound in super mario wonder um there's a reddit throw uh, reddit um does anyone else find the new jump sound effect kind of annoying in mario wonder it doesn't blend very well and just stands out super harshly it might be better when the game comes out and i'm controlling it but watching videos of other people's gameplay is kind of obnoxious sounding to be honest 
probably won't matter much to me, but listening to it on its own, yeah. It's like they wanted an old school jump sound, but it doesn't sound strong enough to justify how much it stands out, so it just sounds weird. It sounds, it's annoying as fuck, as if it sounds like the mini Mario power-up from the DS game, which it fit that, but always sounding like that in the game where you jump more than you breathe in real life is going to be as cringe as those flowers. Um, very much. Thank you. Glad I'm not alone. Yes, it stands out so much. Um, bro, I hate it. It's a gar. It's a guitar string sliding up, and the spin is a drum roll. I see what they were going for, but yeah, I don't like it. Um. So, that's one Reddit thread. I I don't um. Please, Nintendo, give us the option to mute Mario Jump sound effect on Super Mario Wonder. I think a lot of people would appreciate that. Um, now, look. The, the, I, I, I think one argument could be, bro, you're complaining about a sound effect in a Super Mario game, like, come on. But I think it's a legitimate thing because you are jumping, like one comment just said, you are jumping more than you're breathing in real life. You're, you're jumping every one, two, three seconds in this game. And depending on the character or if you're an elephant or whatever, it's... And I don't know why, but the... This original one never got annoying. I don't know. I don't know why. Now I understand that we have had more than thirty-five years to become accustomed to that sound and get used to that sound. But this Super Mario Wonder, I don't know. It's it's making me not want to play the game. And again, the argument is: really, you don't want to play this amazing game because of the jump sound? But the answer is yes, because sound design is something that's there every time you pick up the game, every second, every two few seconds. So, uh, like, you're, you're going to let sound design re re um, destroy the experience for you? Um, it's... Sound design, something like if I, I heard that quote, like if you notice the graphics in a movie, if you notice the visuals in a movie, then they didn't do a good job. Or if you notice the score or if you notice the sound design, you're not supposed to notice it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. This it, it boggles my mind that for Super Mario 1, 2, 3, World and Beyond they created some of the most amazing, fun, iconic sound design ever created in a video game, I think. Um, and for this game, it's... I don't know if this, like... This ha this game ha is a, a, a staple Super Mario game, the first traditional 2D, like I said, created since 2012. Someone did in the research and development process, in the reviewing process, in the game testing, reviewing process, feedback process, no one went 
this sound doesn't sound great. Or maybe can, can we try other sounds for this? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And it has been bothering me um, enough to, to mention it. And again, I, I wouldn't know how to fix it, even though I <laughs> I do have a music background and studied video game sound design. Um, but I can say that this, what they did release finally is, is not it. It's not good. Um, I, I don't like it. And if it's if you're an elephant, it's deeper, boom, boom. But it's still that annoying guitar s sliding up sound, and it's not good. Um, I, and again, I I don't think the Super Mario jump sound is something that I want to get used to, or I feel like I should need to get used to. It should automatically be like snap. That's the sound. That's it. That's the sound. Here we go. I'm ready to to love and enjoy and appreciate this game for what it is from beginning to end. But now, every before I pick up the game, while I'm picking up the game, and after the, I pick up the game, I'm thinking of this annoying jump sound. And that shouldn't be the case, especially for a franchise, franchise that I think puts so much time and effort into... Uh, creating inventing discovering and developing great sound effects for the game i i don't know what happened i don't know what went wrong and again maybe two threaded two reddit threads is a small portion of everyone else's opinion maybe most people don't care and maybe i'm in the minority but still the minority's vote should also count. But that's all I got um, for this episode. I I hope everyone is having a, a good, fun, safe holiday season. I, for one, am exhausted, and I there's nothing I can do. I have to keep working in order to, to live and survive, but I'm not thriving. I'm just not thriving. Um, take care of yourselves and each other. Do not abandon your friends to the wolves. Thanks for listening, and say hi to your pets for me.